get the mic. Honey, I've got something to say. Ooh, I like that. Can you turn that up for me? No, like, it's Maja. But you know, Maj for short. <laughs> Ask Maj. What's up? What's up? It's your girl Maj, and we are back with another episode of Eggs Maj, the podcast where I am spilling all the real tea. We have so much to cover. Like, last week was definitely a short episode, and then this week it was just like a pile up of stuff. Like, so much stuff happening this week, and I'm super excited to jump right into it. So Maj moment of the day of the week of the year, however long you need it. So this is kind of an addition to um, last week's Maj moment. So if you remember last week's Maj moment was stop playing it safe and take the risk. So this is kind of a food for thought, kind of a question. I'll get to it in just a second, but I'm going to tell you the story behind it. Uh, So I was having a conversation with my older brother um, not too long ago, and he was talking to me a little bit about... um, you know, his, his career, um, aspirations and what he wants to do next and where he wants to go and how he wants to grow and and just promote himself, um, based on where he is. He's just ready for like growth. He's just ready for, for new and shout out to my older brother, Bray. If he is listening, this one is about you. Um, so yes, he was just kind of giving me kind of venting, you know, just about where he wanted to go and where he saw his life. And so he started talking about how, you know, some of the things he wants to do, you know, they're they're definitely going to be a risk for him. So let me also say, you know, he has two kids, my beautiful niece and nephew and his wife, my gorgeous sister-in-law, Talia. So shout out to all of them. Um, and he's like, yeah, you know, I just think about my kids and I think about my wife and where will we go and what will we do? And he started kind of talking about like all the things that could be negatively impacted, you know, if he was to take this risk. So he's like, you know, if I do this, like, you know, what happens if, you know, I fail my family or what happens if, you know, I, I put out more money than I make or, you know, what happens if this, what happens if, you know, my kids, you know, I can't provide for my kids and so on and so forth. So he's just like going, going through these motion motions, right. Of thinking about how, if he takes this risk, you know, how it can negatively impact him, his loved ones, his family, his friends, so on and so forth. And then he kind of stops and he says, I think about that, but then I also think, But what if it works out? And that is the Maj moment of today. So it's kind of a food for thought. But like I said, it's in addition to, you know, last week's Maj moments. Like, okay, stop playing and take the risk. And instead of thinking about, you know, all the things that could go wrong or that could fail if you take this risk, stop thinking about those things. Think about what if it works out? What happens if you take this risk and you're actually successful? What, what happens if you actually win? Like, think about that. What happens if, if you actually gain this victory from taking this risk? So it's just a food for thought, and I want you to start thinking about that. And, and I, I challenge you because it's the hard thing to do, right? It's easy to be like, well, if I spend this much money or if I invest in this, you know, I can miss out on this. I can miss out on that. Like, it's easy to calculate, right, to calculate the things that could go wrong, right? That's what, you know, calculated risk are and, you know, risk management and so on and so forth. You know, it's, it's thinking about, you know, and monitoring the things that, um, you know, could go wrong. But I challenge you to start thinking about the things that could go right. What happens if it works out? What happens if you become successful? What happens if you gain this victory? Um, So I I just want you to think about that. That's my food for thought. That's my Maj moment for this week. 
What if it actually works out? What if you take this risk risk and it works out? So start thinking about that instead of um, thinking so much about how you could be negatively impacted um, by a risk that, that you want to take. So yes, and thank you all so much, so much, so much for voting. Oh my gosh, I can say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, and thank you again. I can say thank you a thousand times because I am so appreciative. And I think, you know, I, I'm so I'm so grateful, right, for my family, for my friends, you know, my, my college peeps. Like, I'm so grateful for all of you. But, you know, what 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 was also extremely important to me was you know i had so many people reaching out to me like hey i don't know you or hey i met you you probably don't remember me but hey i met you in in passing or so on and so forth or or hey i know somebody that knows you i know your brother i know your cousin so on and so forth and i voted for you like oh my gosh and then it even it led people to you know listen to the podcast this one guy hit me up in my dms like hey i don't know you but i voted for you i listened to your last couple of episodes and i really enjoyed myself you know good luck like Oh my gosh. And you know me, I am super big on, honey, it ain't always about the likes. It ain't always about the followers. It's about who you impact. Oh, child, they're going to next match moment for the week. Okay, that's that's for next week. Um, but, but sometimes, you know, we get so caught up in like the following and who likes our stuff and so on and so forth. But sometimes it's not about that. It's just about the impact that you had. So even if you get that one mere like, Think about how that person was impacted. So if I can just impact one person, I know that my goal is fulfilled. Like my heart is so full and I'm so appreciative, so grateful. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for the support. It's just like, wow, little old me. Like, oh my gosh. Uh, you know, and like I said, don't get me wrong. I think, you know, I, I, I produce great content. I'm very confident in myself. Obviously, you know, I still have my nerves and my anxiety when I release stuff because I work so hard on it and I want you guys to love it. But... I understand it's not just about my content. It's about you guys that are supporting. It's about you guys that love it. It's about you guys who are sharing it and voting and listening and sending it to your friends and your family and baby mamas and your baby daddies. Like, that's what it's about. And I'm just so grateful for all of you just for putting in the time to vote, you know. And I know a lot of people had trouble. The site crashed a couple times. Um, and then some people had just issues like <laughs> just navigating the, uh, the website. Cause I know it was a, a little bit confusing and just the fact that you took the time. Cause you know, sometimes you can, you can start doing something as soon as it gets difficult. It's like, yeah, no, nah, you know, maybe next time. <laughs> so I'm so, so appreciative. Like I could, I could say that all day. Words cannot explain how appreciative and grateful I am for your support of just sticking with me through this and voting for me and supporting me and listening like just thank y'all so much thank y'all so 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 much and don't 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 worry I promise you like when I when I get some real money for real for real yeah I'm broke right now but <laughs> when I get some real money I plan to give back like I definitely plan to give like back like just a little secret one of my one of my first give back initiatives is I definitely want to give a scholarship to an HBCU student um so yes I, I am I'm working on it I'm working on it I'm working on building this brand so that I can give back um, but again, just, just while I am building, I thank you all for building with me, sticking with me. Thank you all for handing me the bricks. Okay. To continue to, to build this thing. I'm so appreciative. Oh my gosh. So let's move on before I get to shouting up in here. Uh, today's small black owned business shout out goes to Miss Khadijah Harvin and her brand VIP by Casey. Oh, welcome to the VIP table. Entrepreneurial by nature, Khadijah or KK 
Corey Harvin embarked on her first business venture January 2019, launching VIP by KC LLC. VIP stands for Vision Ignites Purpose. It's a branding and marketing boutique firm that uses tools to help promote new, up-and-coming, as well as well-established entrepreneurs with their business and branding goals. The VIP brand is designed to bring your vision and passion to life. We help increase your following with various social media platforms and upcoming events. We also provide you with premium quality services such as our VIP branding and marketing packages. We specialize in creating logos, animation, digital logos, event and digital flyers, business card design, branding merchandise, photography, promotional videos, web design, and more. We are dedicated to promoting you and your brand or business to be featured at the VIP table. It is an honor to be working with passionate individuals who are trying to make a name for themselves and their brand. We would like to help and support your brand with the VIP touch. Khadija is constantly living in her God-given purpose to help others to strategically plan their goals and dreams, developing and growing their own profitable business plan, and to create and live the lifestyle they never have to vacation from. I feel that. She's a visionary and here to build a future for herself and help others, others along the way. She wants to see everyone win. There is plenty of room at the top because the bottom is overcrowded. Ooh, yes. Why fit in when you were born to stand out? Because you are VIP. Yes, that about me was everything, okay? Her Instagram is at VIP by KC, and you can inquire about her branding services, branding and marketing services at www.vipbykcllc.com. And let me also say, Khadija has done all of my logos. She did my first logo, so I have a professional logo. I have my Ask Masha podcast logo. I have some other logos for some other ventures I can't tell y'all about yet. But she has done all of my logos. And anything I need, I go to her um, for my logos and, and all my branding stuff. And, you know, I love... I love sticking with one person because, first of all, I'm extremely picky. Her and I <laughs> have had a journey <laughs> dealing with me. Um, but I love it because now she knows my style. She knows what I'm going for. She knows what I like, what I don't like. And she knows the little details that she can pick out for me. So, obviously, you know how I am. Support black. And she's a black woman. And a little fact about her, she is one of my queen sisters. She was Miss VUU the same time I was. And I don't know if you all heard the In My 20s episode, but she was, um, the loud one on In My 20s, Miss Khadijah. So shout out to her. Please go and support a black-owned business. Um, and if you want a shout out, I love to shout out black-owned businesses. Honey, we all trying to build together. So shoot me a DM on Instagram um, at Podcast or Twitter at Pod or Facebook at Podcast, And you, you can get a nice little small black-owned business shout out. Um, so yes, support Miss Khadijah. Uh, moving on, congratulations are in order for Scrap and the Bam. Child, I remember just watching Love and Hip Hop. I stopped because I felt like it got a little, ooh, I don't want to call it trash, but it, it definitely went downhill, and I, I lost interest. Um, but they just had a new baby. They welcomed their, they welcomed their new baby boy. I, I want to pronounce this right. It's spelled uh, X-Y-L-O, so I'm going to take a good guess and call it call him baby Zylo. So shout out to Scrappy, Lil Scrappy and Bambi. Uh, Mama D used to call her the Bam, so we could call her the Bam. So Scrappy and the Bam on their new bundle of joy. 
Um, congratulations are also in order to George Clinton, uh, D.O. Hughley, and Anthony Anderson on becoming honorary men of Omega Sci-Fi. So George Clinton, if you all don't know, he is the creator of the Atomic Dog song, which is actually the song that the Q's hop to. Uh, so if you are familiar with the cues, you know exactly what I'm talking about, uh, especially all my HBCU goers and lovers. I am an HBCU goer, uh, graduate, should I say. So we all know about the cues, honey. So shout out to the new honorary cues. Uh, speaking of HBCUs, honey, Jeff Bezos' ex-wife, Miss Mackenzie Scott. And you know what? Let me say this. Let me say this. I saw this tweet. I saw this tweet about, um, uh, Somebody was upset about the fact that, like, the news headlines were calling her ex, uh, uh, Jeff Bezos' ex-wife. Like, why can't she have a name for herself? And I get, I get what they were coming from. This is irrelevant to what I'm saying, but I just wanted to put this out there because I definitely called her ex, uh, Jeff Bezos' ex-wife. Um, but, but I get where that person is coming from. However, if you weren't in tuned or you don't know who she is and you just randomly saw her name, it's like, who is this lady? So I think, you know, people use uh, Jeff Bezos' ex-wife so that people could know who she was, right? So people could identify. Because, first of all, her name is Mackenzie Scott. And if somebody would have just said Mackenzie Scott, I would not have known who she was. Sorry, I just uh, maybe it's my lack of research. But, honey, I'm a news guru. And I've always known her as Jeff Bezos' ex-wife. So for all my listeners, um, if you did not know who Mackenzie Scott was, she is Jeff Bezos' ex-wife. But anyway, like I said, speaking of HBCUs, she has donated $1.7 million to different organizations, and among those organizations include HBCUs. Um, Howard, Spelman, Morehouse, Hampton, and Xavier all um, received donations from McKenzie, um, and all of the schools have reported that this is the largest gift in history. This is their largest gift in history. So uh, shout-out to Howard, Spelman, Morehouse, Hampton, and Xavier, and shout-out to Mackenzie Scott for her generous donation. Um, y'all need to start putting auntie on the list, okay? And, yes, I am biased. And don't get me wrong, shout-out to all the HBCUs, you know what I'm saying? Shout-out to the HBCUs, you know, who, um, you know, receive these donations. But I definitely think that, you know, th there could be more attention to some of the HBCUs that really, really, really need it. And I'm not going to get into that, um, but... Everybody has their own opinion, but again, I'm super excited, super grateful for her donation to HBCUs at large. Um, and I don't know if you all have heard, but Will Packer, he is a alum of FAMU, alumnus, excuse me, of FAMU, and he is a legendary movie producer. His son is, uh, he'll be going to A&T. He is finally committed to uh, North Carolina A&T State University. So shout out to my HBCU, Aggie Pride. That is awesome. All the celebrity kids going to A&T, okay? Uh, moving on. So I know you all have heard the exciting news about Netflix. Honey, all the shows coming bike, okay? Oh, my gosh. So exciting. Uh, so first, I'm going to go down the list. Moesha is already there. And, honey, people have been going in on Moesha on Twitter. Uh, so they got there. Moesha got there August 1st. Um, the game is com coming August 15th. Sister, Sister, that was my show. Coming September 1st. Girlfriend, September 11th. The Parkers, October 1st. Half and Half, October 15th. And One on One, October 15th. Oh, I'm so excited. So excited to be binging. Um, and I've seen a lot of people put on Twitter and social media that they want a different world. So, Netflix, if you are listening or if you ever listening, listening or if one of your reps is listening, the people have spoken and they want a different world to come to Netflix. But that is exciting. So make sure you tune into those shows. 
And I know coronavirus has been serious, so I need something to watch. Um, tired of watching the same stuff. I've been getting into new little shows. Uh, I've been watching The Shy, y'all, but I'm not all the way caught up, so we can't talk about that yet. Um, but yeah, so I need some new shows to watch. Well, they kind they're not really new, but you get what I'm saying. They new when you ain't seen them in years. Um, so yes, super excited about that. So before we get into new music, I really, really wanted to spotlight this because I thought this was extremely important um rapper g herbo um i don't know if you all know but he's a rapper go check him out uh and audio mac announced that they have partnered with the national alliance on mental illness and inno psych to create a new mental health initiative called swerving through stress swerving through stress dream team therapy fund will provide 12 weeks of free therapy sessions to black youth nationwide between the ages of 18 to 25 the initiative also includes a hotline that will be monitored by professionals provided by nami which is the national alliance on mental health while InnoPsych will help match patients with adequate therapists so this is so important oh my gosh and i talked about this um in one of my previous episodes when we kind of talked about kanye west's uh outbursts at his at his rally um when he started crying and so on and so forth and i think this is so important um especially for the black community and especially for black men um and i I remember like in an interview he mentioned that you know he didn't have anybody to talk to growing up um and you know now's his time to you know provide those opportunities that he did not have and i think that is so important so 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 important not only is he doing these things for his community but something that's really going to create change that's really kind of going to create impact and again like i said i think that mental health needs to be taken way more serious um in the black community and and when we think about these types of influencers especially people that you would not expect um like rappers i mean let's be real um, like rappers, you know, so, and I, don't get me wrong, you know, I think, you know, when we think about, you know, music and, and, and rapping and hip-hop, you know, you think that, you know, these rappers, well, my first thought is that, you know, these rappers, they use, you know, music as their therapy and so on and so forth, so I, I completely get that, um, but I think there's nothing like sitting down and really talking to somebody about your issues, um, and, and what you're going through, uh, and, and really creating a comfortable space to talk about those things, so I think that is so important, so shout out to rapper G Herbo, um, on this new initiative. So moving on to new music, Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion. I'm so excited for this. First of all, Megan, you are everything. Like she is making her rounds. This has songs with everybody, Beyonce, Nicki. Now she got Cardi. We waiting for City Girls. Like I am so excited for this collab. And I, I love me some Cardi, okay? Barty gang, love me some Cardi. Um, so they are dropping their new single, WAP, this Friday. And their cover art, if you hadn't seen it, so freaking cute. I loved it. Um, so, yeah, they're dropping their new single, WAP, this Friday. Super excited for that. Um, Chloe and Harley announced they will be dropping the Do It remix featuring Nicki Minaj on August 7th. That should be interesting. Um, I, I was having a conversation uh, with someone about, you know, who else we would have imagined on that track. And Cardi came up. Um... And I, I was like, yeah, even Janae came up. And I'm like, okay, well, if they wanted to do a rapper, I don't know, maybe Nikki has that pop flair. So I don't know. We'll see how that goes. Um, and I remember they mentioned wanting to have Nicki Minaj on the Do It remix. So shout out to them. Um, oh, and they are also the new faces of Fendi. Oh, my God. They look so good in their new Fendi photo shoot. Go check them out. If you don't follow them on Instagram and Twitter, honey, you need to. Okay. Um, speaking of Nicki Minaj, her, ASAP Ferg, and Made in Tayo uh, dropped a new single called Move Your Hips. Go and check that out. Tony Braxton also announced that she will be um, dropping her album, Spell My Name, on August 28th. 
Um, I don't know if you all are fans, but Sam Smith. I'm a huge fan of Sam Smith. Him and Burner Boy just announced uh, that they dropped their new single, oh, My Oasis. Um, and no, I haven't had a chance to listen to any one, any one of these that are already out yet. The um, baby just dropped ten new tracks with his deluxe album. Blame it on baby. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, the baby. Uh, Brandy, you know, we, Brandy just dropped her her uh, seven studio album B seven. Um, and then of course Black is King. We can get into that in just a second. Um, so I, I'm not gonna say too much about Brandy. I am gonna say I thought it was a great in, uh Okay, you know what? I'm gonna say I thought it was a great album. Um, it to me it was kind of typical Brandy. I don't think she did too much. Too much different from you know what what she's used to doing and you know I had a, a conversations with a couple of people about about this album and this is her like this is this is Brandy um, and I, I I hate to say this y'all gonna hate me when I say this I've never been a huge huge fan of Brandy I listen I used to listen to her growing up because um, my dad had one of her CDs but I, I never was a, a huge fan of Brandy so I wasn't I didn't know what to expect but if you are a huge Brandy lover then you're going to love her album B7. Ah, Black is King, the moment you all have waited for. Oh, oh my God. Okay. So y'all, I wrote down, <laughs> I wrote down on my laptop some talking points and I'm going to try to get through them. I'm going to try to get through them because I have so much to say about this visual, this film. Girl, first of all, if y'all don't know, Beyonce got three different films on three different streaming platforms she got homecoming on netflix she got lemonade on hbc hbco okay hp hbo and now she got blackest king on disney plus i boss like ain't nothing to it real one boss like what okay all right so so first um all right first first of all okay i want to pay honor to um one of the ladies in 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 the film her name is mary twala she was the older lady um, it, I can't remember what video it was, but it was when she like put the paint on, on the young guy's face and then he went into the sky. She passed away on July 4th. She actually passed away before the film came out. Um, and so I just wanted to honor her, um, just as an elder and as obviously I think that she was a part of this film because she wanted to send a message and she agreed with the message that Beyonce was sending. So I just wanted to pay honor to her and, and you know, send condolences to her family and her loved ones and her friends and everybody that looked up to her. Um, okay. So, oh, all right. Oh, I'm just so overwhelmed. All right. So let, let me say this. I was never, I, I love me some B. Y'all, if y'all know anything about me, I am part of the beehive hands down. Okay. Like beehive member all the way 100%. Like you cannot argue with me about Beyonce. Um, but I was not really a fan of this album, um, the, this, this album, The Lion King, The Gift. And I think it had a lot to do with the fact that it was like this kind of Lion King soundtrack. So she has like snippets of like, you know, the Lion King script in the album. And I, that's just not, I, I, I wasn't feeling it. Like, you know, when you listen to Beyonce, you feel empowered, you feel sexy as a woman, you know, you feel your power or, or as a man. You, you know, you feel empowered, you feel sexy, like, you know, and, and it was like, okay, I feel sexy, but then it was like Nala and Simba talking. It was like, okay, this is weird. Like, this is a childhood movie, and it, it just was weird for me. So I wasn't a huge fan of the album. I can say, though, that this visual, this film, really brought the album to life. Oh, my God. Like, I, I feel like if you did not like the album before, you like it now. Because I think, you know, being able to, like, put almost like, you know, uh, 
if you think of an analogy, like, you know, if you putting a face to a name, like, that's how I feel. You know, it was a lot more personalized. It was a lot more relatable. Um, it was a lot more visual. You know what I'm saying? I could actually see it. And even though, you know, she still has some of those snippets of the Lion King script in the visual, like, all of the, the content and the film and the production, like, it kind of overpowered that. Like, you almost didn't even know. Like, if you didn't if you didn't listen to the album or if you weren't familiar with the album, you almost, like, didn't realize that those snippets were in it. Um, so I can appreciate that. She definitely made me re, like, like she definitely made me love the album um, or, or love a few songs on the album. Um, and so when I think about you know, the film, right? And every everybody that I've had conversations with, you know, the first question is like, how did you feel watching it, right? Like, talk to my friends, you know, even people on Twitter. It's like, you know, well, how did you feel watching it? And when I think about it, first of all, I thought the film was very emotional. Um, I think there were a lot of, a lot of different emotions that you can gather from this film. Um, but, but when I think of emotions and, and feelings and how I felt when watching it, a few things come to mind, right? So first of all, I felt so powerful. Um, I felt empowered. I felt inspired. I felt like a boss. Um, I still felt sexy. I felt like I could do anything. I felt emotional. I felt proud. Um, I, I, I hate to say this, but I felt entitled to an extent. Um, I, I, this word is kind of weird, but almost like reborn. Like I, reborn is really, really, really strong. But it's kind of like one of those things where you like, um, not necessarily have an epiphany, but you gotta kind of like remind yourself of who you are. Like, like that's kind of like how I felt when I how I felt when I say like reborn. Like, honey, like I forgot who I was for a second, and Beyonce had to remind me. So I, I kind of feel like reborn or like reminded of like who I am. Like. Uh, I just, you know, I, I, part of me felt sad watching it. Like, just so many different emotions. Um, it, over, I was overwhelmed because there were so many different emotions. Um, and then I think, you know, she she really, really brought it back home with Spirit. You know, the last song on the visual. She really, really, the last the last uh, film on the visual, or visual movie, whatever you want to call it. Um, she really, really brought that back home. That was emotional, too. Um so, let, so let's get into it. Um, and, and, and you know, I think this film really made me want to educate myself just on, you know, Africa and, um, you know, the, the, the meanings behind the culture and the outfits and the symbolism and the rituals and all that good stuff, you know, to, to really learn about, you know, the African history and heritage and so on and so forth. Because, you know, I'm going to be very candid. You know, when you think about Africa, especially if you've never done, you know, your research, you know, we didn't get, we didn't get, well, I didn't get, let me say, I didn't get a huge history lesson on Africa, right? You know, so a, a lot of these things are new to me, especially if I, you know, uh, considering I haven't researched these things, you know, a lot of that stuff is new to me. And, you know, so after, you know, I watched the film, you know, just being on Twitter and social media, you know, a lot of people were kind of explaining, you know, some of the outfits, the paintings, the visuals, the symbolism, you know, so on and so forth. So this really like empowered me, you know, and made me want to go kind of learn um, about what these different things mean. Um, and, and how they are associated with my life, my parents, my ancestors. Um, it just makes you want to educate yourself, you know, on, 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 you know, with, especially with everything that's going on. But just like I said, with, with all the symbolism in the film, um, it makes me just want to learn. Um, and that's one thing that I feel like I could do more of, um, when it, as it relates to, you know, African history and so on and so forth. So I, 
I, you know, and, and when we think about, you know, Africa, and again, I'm speaking from a personal perspective, you know, like I said, we didn't, we didn't get a, an, an intense, you know, history lesson or extensive intense, uh, history lesson um, on Africa. So when you hear Africa, or when I hear Africa, I think about, you know, I hate to say it, but like, you know, you, you think about the poor parts of Africa. You think about, you know, the, the those really sad commercials with the in the arms of an angel, and they show like a poor African kid who's super skinny and starved and, you know, you think about the poor parts of Africa. So, you know, just the fact that, you know, she was able to show this, like, royalty, right? Like, these Africans, like, living in, in riches and wealth. It just was, like, wow. Like, wow, wow, wow. It really opens your eyes and, and you know, shows you, like, honey, there's a whole other side. Like, there is a whole other side. And when I, when I say other side, I don't mean just physically or, you know, geographically. I mean just that is that's just what they want us to know or what they want us to see. Um, but there's so much more to learn. There's so much more to be educated on. There's so much more to research. Um, and this film really, really inspired me to do just that. Um, I also loved in the film how she kind of brought the story full circle. So we saw this little boy kind of growing up and then he meets his queen and then they have their own son. Um, and then in the end, it said it was dedicated to her son. So I loved how she kind of brought that full circle, just the whole essence of family. Um, and, and I think that's, that, that is an amazing representation of Africa is, is the essence of family um, and kind of bringing it bringing it back full circle and keeping things in the family. So I really love that as well. Um, so, so I know I talked a little bit about like, you know, the album, right. And, and how, you know, I, I really didn't care for it. My favorite song on the actual album was Brown Skin Girl. Oh, I love that song. Like it's just so catchy. It's a great bop. And obviously it has a great message. Like I just love, love that was my favorite song. However, my favorite visuals from Black is King uh, were Find Your Way Back already mood forever water brown skin girl my power and spirit honey i put already on here twice i listened it twice because i just really love that one i think my favorite like my top 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 favorite was uh mood forever like uh, she just from the cheetah outfit to jay-z popping up to the the white butler the dress the fits the costumes i Beyonce was serving everything from body to face to legs to dance to hair to costume to visual to aesthetic to production. Like, wow, just so much. Oh, my gosh. Just uh, the aesthetics, the visuals, the, the costumes, the vocals and spirit. Just, oh, my gosh. And I loved how they were in that church. Um, and it's funny because I, I remember like when I when I first watched it, I was like, is she lip singing? And I was like, mm, I don't think she lip singing. If you go back and watch the film, you can see her hands like moving. And I said, oh, no, she pushing them notes out like that ain't that she ain't lip singing when they was in that church. I don't think so. Um, but I loved how they had that that whatever building they were in that allowed their voices to like echo. And, you know, you could really hear hear the impact of their voices. Oh, my God. Um just the dancing. Oh my God. She knew it. She knew what she was doing with the dancing. I think. Um, and I loved how there were a couple of scenes, especially in my power where she was kind of like in the back and she let the African artists lead. Like if that's not female women, black empowerment, like, I don't know what that is. Like, 
we all winning. Like that's that's what I got from that. Like we're all pushing each other to the front. Like like Khadijah's Khadijah's about said, uh, VIP by KC. Like it's overcrowded at the bottom. Let's help each other. You know, push push to the top, make it to the top. Like, oh my gosh, I, oh Jesus, the. The diamonds, the jewelry, the flash, and find your way back in the middle of the desert. The body she gave. Oh, my gosh. I know I'm all over the place. And then uh, the African dance and already. She was killing it. And like I said, I loved Move Forever. Um, my power, that was that made me feel so empowered. Like, the black women, Blue, girlfriend, girlfriend, yes ma'am to everything about Blue Ivy Carter, okay? Yes to everything about her. Sis is about to grow up and be just like her mama. Like, I absolutely, the confidence is out of this world. Um, And then with, with Brown Skin Girl, it just was, oh, I'm gonna get to that in a second. Th so those are my favorites. And like I said, I loved visuals, aesthetics, costumes, vocals, body, dancing, um, just all the effort that she put into this, uh, you know, the fact that she was able to let the other artists lead and she kind of stepped back, Baby Blue, the emotions, just, oh my gosh. So so I also want to talk about a few things that really, really resonated with me um, from the film. Like I said, I, I talked a little bit about, you know, emotions and, and feelings and some of my fave visuals from uh, the film. But three things really, really, really stuck out to me. Number one, um, I love the video for Other Side. It wasn't my favorite, favorite one, but I love the visual of her sending the baby in the basket and, and talking about meeting meeting her on the other side, meeting the baby on the other side. I really like that because obviously I, th I believe it was a representation of the story of Moses. And it really resonated with me because, I, you know, I'm a pastor's kid. I grew up in church. And that was one of the very, very first stories I learned about was the story of Moses and his, you know, and his, mom sending him across because of the the new law that they put in about killing the, the firstborns and then he ended up being like a king in the palace that he made it to and his mom was like a servant or, or something like that I, I don't know if i got the story right child. i got to read it again um but that really really resonated with me it just kind of like took me back to like you know the beginning of, of of when i started learning the bible and who god who god is and you know, and in the beginning of, of figuring out what God would be to me and what relationship we, we had. And, you know, I just watched my parents, you know, praise God and be in church and, you know, I'm not going to say fall out, but, you know, just really having that, you know, spiritual experience with God. Um, and at that time, I didn't know what it meant. So it's, uh, but now, you know, I do, you know, when you think about child, goodness, goodness of Jesus. I can dance, 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 dance all night. I don't know if y'all know that song, but anyway. Um, yeah, so that kind of just brought me back to, like, my childhood. Like, my first, like, experience with Jesus and learning about Jesus and meeting Jesus. Like, I just, I just love that. Just, I just love that. Um, and so, next, the next, the next thing, I, the next part I feel like um, really resonated with me. I don't know if you all caught this, and I'm not sure that... This is what Beyonce meant, but this is what I picked up for. And that's one thing I love about um, being a creative and putting out, you know, creative content and viewing creative content and, and you know, evaluating it and so on and so forth is that creativity and art is really interpretive, right? So it's up to the person viewing it to, to decide what you took from it, you know, what it means to you or how it made you feel. I love that about art. Um, 
And so, like I said, I don't know if you all noticed, but I believe this was in Move Forever. And it was when they were by the pool. Or maybe it was, yeah, no, they were by the pool. And the men had on orange suits. And then the women had on pink and orange bathing suits. And so, like, when they jumped in the pool, the front was pink, but the back was orange. I thought that was a great visual. But this is what I took from that. So, obviously, the film is all about, you know, royalty, African royalty, and, you know, just black being above, right? Um, And so, I noticed that all the black men had on orange suits. And although it was a great visual, right, great aesthetic, great costuming, it sent me back to, like, prison, right? So men in jail wear orange suits, right? And so she took, like I said, I believe, I'm not sure this was actually what she was trying to do or the message that she was trying to send, but she flipped it. So, like, they still had on orange suits, but this time the orange suit represented royalty, right? Represented wealth and and riches um, and, and kingdoms and so on and so forth. So I, I loved that. That's like, that's what that, um, that's how I interpret it. Like, that's what that meant to me is just like, she completely flipped that. Like, oftentimes we see so much of like black men going to jail, right? And it, it just, the analogy is like black men being in these, behind these bars and these cages with orange suits on. And she completely flipped it that black men, you know, are, are in the, are still in orange suits, but it's completely flipped. It, it means royalty. The, the orange suit doesn't mean captivity. It means royalty. It means freedom. It means riches. It means wealth. Like, I just, I just loved it. And I was like, wow, did you, you know, I, I, I thought about like, did you see, I wonder if she meant that. Did you see the orange suits? Um, and then lastly, you know, I, and I, a couple of people warned me about this, but brown skin girl, this is the, the third thing that really, really resonated with me. Um, brown skin girl was just so emotional for me. Um, and uh, let me tell you something. If you, if it's that time of the month, I would have been done, like bawling. I definitely teared up a bit. It was, it was very emotional for me. One, because I really loved how, you know, I touched before on like colorism in the black community and, you know, Beyonce is light skin, right? But I love the fact that she has still used her platform to cover all black women, you know, because there's been this huge fight I'm not going to say huge fight, but there's still an ongoing challenge, an ongoing conversation of colorism in the black community. And, you know, the fact that Beyonce is light-skinned, but she still sheds light on all women of color, all black women, no matter what shade you are, I think it's just so awesome to me. It's so amazing to me. And I think there's this sense of, like, inclusivity. Like, it doesn't matter if you're super light. It doesn't matter if you're mixed. It doesn't matter if you're Indian. It doesn't matter if you're dark. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you're, you know, black and you're from Haiti. It doesn't matter if you're black and you're from Africa. It doesn't matter if you're black and you're from America. Like, we're all still black women, um, and we should be proud to be brown-skinned girls. Like, I just... Like, just, the, like, wow, just, like, like I said, the inclusivity that came with that and, you know, just how she made you feel. And it just, you know, when I talked to before about being, you know, feeling reborn or feeling like, you know, Beyonce reminded me of who I am. Like, imagine being a black woman. Like, oh, my God, how beautiful we are, how much we can do, how much we carry, like, how much we're capable of. Like, I would not trade anything in the world for being a black woman. Like, so just grateful for my mom, grateful for my black friends. And for all my non-black listeners out there, I love y'all too. But I think, you know, we've struggled for a long time. And, you know, we're using these times to celebrate ourselves. And I'm so glad that Beyonce is using her platform to tell us, like, it's okay to celebrate yourself. Like, it is okay to celebrate yourself. Um, And I was watching this interview with Kelly Rowland who looked amazing, by the way, in the film. And she was saying how, um, you know, a lot of times growing up, it's always, oh, you're pretty for a brown skin girl. Like, oh, you're pretty for a black girl. Or so why can't I just be pretty? 
You know, why can't I just be beautiful? Why does it have to be for a black girl or for a brown skinned girl? And I just, and then the fact that she just has blue in the video and, and just singing these lyrics about, you know, being a brown skinned girl and being proud to be a brown skinned girl, I just, just wow. It just was like, wow, we are amazing. Brown skinned people are amazing. Brown skinned women, brown skinned girls, light skinned, dark skinned, peanut butter, caramel, white, vanilla bean, whatever you want to call it, honey. We, caramel macchiato, we are amazing. Like, imagine not being a black woman. <laughs> like, I just, I love it. I, I love it. Like I said, she just snapped me back because, honey, I'm black and I'm proud, okay? Like, and I just love that. I just feel like there is no other artist that is, that's on her level doing this, using her platform to uplift black people in the way that she is. And I just, wow. Like, wow. And, you know, I want to say this. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I understand that the whole world is not going to be Beyonce, Beyonce fans. I get that. But I do believe that if you could watch this film and still find something negative to say, at this point, I feel like you're a hater. Like, you can feel like, you know, you don't like Beyonce braids or you feel like Beyonce is overrated or you feel like Beyonce can't sing. Okay, cool. But if you if you didn't watch this feel, film and feel some type of positive feeling, mm, I'm going to call you a hater. <laughs> I'm going to call you a hater. You know, and it really saddens me because obviously it's cool to critique, right? It's cool to say, oh, I think she could have done it this way or she should have wore this, she should have wore that. It's cool to critique. But I've seen a lot of negative, like, just comments, commentary around um, this film. People was talking about how blue it, blue looks and how she's not cute and how she can't sing and Beyonce braids was ugly and so on and so forth. And I'm like, you watched this whole film empowering black people and that's what you got from it? Like, that's what you got from it. You know, and I, I hate to say it, but I feel like sometimes we're our own worst enemy. You know, we're, we're putting, pointing the fingers at white people, and look how we talk about each other. And I feel like it's one of those things where, you know, an artist like Beyonce is in a lose-lose. Because if she don't do nothing, it's like, oh, Beyonce don't do it in the black community. And if she do do something, you still find things to talk about, still find negative things to say. I would never understand that. So at this point, I'm going to call y'all a hater, okay? All y'all's haters that got something to say. And granted, don't get me wrong, I know I am a little bit biased when it comes to Beyonce because I'm a huge Beyonce fan. But I do believe that at some point you have to respect her work ethic. Like, and you you have to respect her, her message and her intention. This woman was the first black woman to headline Coachella, and her entire performance was dedicated to HBCUs. I mean, like, what What more can you ask for? Like, that was the HBCU. She called it homecoming. She did the Greek, like, parody step thing. Uh, how, like, how how could you not respect that? Like, what more do you want? She set up a fund to donate 10K to black businesses. Like, what else do y'all want? Because if you can't talk about HBCUs, what else can you talk can you talk about? And all y'all is upsetting me and my homegirls. Like, if you can't listen to Beyonce, what else could you listen to? Child, I don't understand y'all, honey. We be our own worst enemy. I, I... I don't understand. All y'all some haters. If you got something negative to say and that's not a constructive critique, you are a hater. And you can tell your friends I said it, okay? Um, and so, so you know what? Coming up next, I would love to see Beyonce do like um, uh, uh, in the making, like how she made this film because just the scenery, every place she was. I would love for her to talk about the different parts of Africa she visited. Like I would love to hear from the uh, producers and the African artists and African designers and African dancers and so on and so forth. Like, I would love to hear their take on, like, can you imagine Beyonce or like her team calling you like, hey, we need you to be in a Beyonce film? What? I'm dropping everything. Like, what was your reaction? Like, I want to see an in the making for this film. Like, I would absolutely love to see that. Um, 
but yes, and Beyonce also dropped her uh, Black is King collection from the album and the film. So I'm going to try to cop some stuff some stuff off there so I can represent Black is King, okay? Because mood forever. Um, and this, Beyonce leads me right into my next segment. Shine, Black Girl Shine. So Black Barbie is running for president. Toy company Mattel launched the campaign team set to encourage girls' involvement in political leadership. According to Essence, Black Barbie just declared her political party, and she's likely to inspire young girls to one day do the same. The iconic toy line unveiled a brand new set of dolls geared at exposing young ones to public leadership roles and piquing their interest in the political process. Um, And I love this. And this kind of brought me back to the the Miss... Ooh, child, don't give me the line. It might it might be Miss Universe, Miss USA. It's one of those. It's the dark skinned girl. I believe her name is Zazie. Oh, I can't re- I can't remember what her title is. But anyway, when they asked her her question, she talked about like black women being leaders, being strong, and truly having a voice. Um, but anyway, go check that out when you get a chance. <laughs> but that's what this brought me back to. Uh, but any- anyway, um. Mattel partnered with a company called uh, She Should Run, and the founder of, of founder and CEO of She Should Run, her name is Erin Luz Cutraro, this is what she said. 2020 continues to be a monumental year, and as so many of us are activating from living in a pandemic and fighting for our families and communities in uncertain economic times to dismantling racist systems and marching on the streets, we must use this as an opportunity to inspire young women and girls to lead. Absolutely love it. Check out that campaign when you get a chance. Honey, 15-year-old Marcia Martin, after y'all was talking about her wig, okay, including me because I, I said I had a couple of comments. Uh, she landed a talk show on Queeby. I hope I said that right. Um, the show is titled Tiny Talk Show, which will be a smaller version of a standard talk show. They're calling it the world's smallest functional talk show. Uh, it's produced by Art and Industry. The show will be filmed on a set one-sixth the size of a normal one and will feature intimate discussions with her peers on all sorts of subjects. There are no specific details regarding what guest Marseille will be talking with. Um, Marseille, Marseille will also executive produce the show alongside her parents with their genius entertainment company. Now, that's lit, okay? That reminds me of, like, y'all Shahidi with her mama. Child, I'm about to get my mama and we about to create a production company. Okay. Honey, do y'all know who Young BBQ is? Because if you don't, you need to know who she is. She just landed an endorsement deal. Honey, that's the dancer, okay? She just landed an endorsement deal with Foot Action. Um, and their new campaign is called No One Way Campaign. Young B- BBQ is doing her part by dancing to Optimistic by Sounds of Blackness over a Black Lives Matter street mural. Honey, I saw this tweet that related to Young BBQ and this new campaign. And it said, y'all better keep on... y'all." Y'all keep on saying it's just social media. And I said, oh, if that ain't the truth, because Young BBQ said it's she getting this coin, okay? She said it's about the check. It's about the paper. Um, Emmy nominations. The Television Academy nominated a record number of black actors for, Emmy, for Emmys, um, with 34.3% of the acting nominees being black. There were 102 acting nominees this year across lead, supporting and guest categories for drama, comedy, and limited series TV movie. 35 of those slots went to black actors. Other nominees in top acting categories include Billy Porter, Sterling K. Brown, Zendaya, Anthony Anderson, Don Cheadle, Issa Rae, uh, Tracy Ellis Ross, Regina King, Jeremy Pope, Octavia Spencer, and Kerry Washington. Yes, honey. Yes, yes, yes for these Emmy nominations. It's about time. It's about time. Okay, I just got mad. It's about time. 
Krista Thompson, Washington Post appoints the first black woman managing editor in 143-year history. Krista Thompson, Krista Thompson is a veteran editor and reporter with nearly 20 years of journalistic experience and has been named managing editor for diversity and inclusion at the Washington Post. She said in an interview, a, di a diverse staff makes our reporting better. Yes, for more black woman media representation. I absolutely love it. That is like one of the goals of my podcast is to bring more black women, uh, uh, increase the representation of black women in the media. In media, like in the podcast space, so our hosts, anchors, producers, filmmakers, all that stuff, and the people we are sharing the stories about. I mean, lastly, I wanted to bring it back to our level because I think a lot of times I do speak about celebrities and it's not always about celebrities. I want to talk about uh, the black girls who are shining in our communities, um, our neighbors, the people who live next to us. Jasmine Twitty um, is a black woman who made history when she became the youngest judge at age 25 to ever be appointed or elected in the United States. So congratulations to Miss Jasmine Twitty. Shine, black girl, shine. That might be my thing. Let me know if y'all like it. But anyway, that's y'all's dose, dose. Okay, let me start over. But anyway, that's y'all's dose of egg smash for today. And I will be, y'all can't get it together. Okay, let me see. That's y'all's dose of mash for this, for this evening. I, I ain't like that either. Um, that's y'all's dose of mash for today. I will catch y'all in the next episode. Thanks for listening. That was trash too, but we gonna leave it at that. Bye, y'all. Let me get the mic. Honey, I got something to uh, say. Uh, hey, ooh, I like that. Can uh, you turn that up for uh, me? Uh, hey, uh, uh, ooh, ooh, hey. No, like, it's Maja. But you know, Maj for short. <laughs> Ask Maj.